Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Welcome to Inside Legion, the podcast that takes place inside David Haller's brain. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we usually do a live show every Tuesday night called Comic Book Club Live, but this show is neither live nor real. Or is it? Whoa. One of us is definitely not real. (laughs) Definitely not real. One of these things. This week we're going to be talking about the second episode of FX's new series Legion, which is based on the X-Men comic books of the same name. Now, just to get people caught up on what happened previously, a lot of weird stuff. Is that fair to say? A lot of weird stuff. That's fair. A lot of dense stuff that we don't quite understand uh, what it means. Right. So we met Dan Stevens' character, who's named David Holler. He is potentially the most powerful mutant ever, I was about to say created, that's not right, ever born. Um, We don't know exactly the extent of his powers yet. We do know that he's kind of insane or thinks he's insane. He's been in and out of mental institutions and uh, working with psychologists and psychiatrists for years. And last episode, that all came to a head when he fell in love with a woman and they accidentally touched and switched bodies, and she lost control of his powers. And then she killed uh, his good friend. Yes, Aubrey Plaza. Which was my favorite part of the show, and now she's dead. Yay! All right, well... No, well, she, she, she's around. Yeah, she's still yeah, around. And, and weird flashbacks. Right. So, uh, just to bring people up to speed about what we thought about the first episode, I, I think we all loved it, right? Yeah, I really liked the first episode. Indeed. I yeah. think it's great. Yeah, and it's very visually inventive. It's very bold. It's by Noah Hawley, who uh, created Fargo and also took a property that probably shouldn't have been adapted for television and made it totally work, which is the interesting part there. Uh, And he's doing the same thing for Legion. So when we left off, David had been rescued from a a shadowy organization. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote, rescued. Quote, unquote, rescued. But from a shadowy I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a lot of quote unquotes around. Yeah, like, please do. That just, just means like I've got ideas. <laughs> yeah, just uh, throw as many. Air, let's just make them air quotes so that they're silent, but people will know that we're air quoting. Now, mine are real. I'm writing them down while we talk. Oh, okay, good. All right. If you want to get a transcript of all the air quotes that Justin is transcribing, please email him at airquotes at comicbookclublive.biz. Oh, my God. The, ma- the mailbox is already full. That's crazy. I it's can't crazy. even believe it. We're not doing a live show. We should talk about the show. I don't think so. so no, we're busy. <laughs> so uh, David was, quote, unquote, rescued by a similarly shadowy organization led by Gene Smart, who takes him to a safe location this episode. Uh, so before we get into specifics, what do you guys think about this episode? I mean, I think expectations were pretty high after the first episode. Do you feel like this pa- this episode picked up on those? I don't know. I feel like this episode was wasn't as good as the first episode. I felt like I really. Felt, what didn't I, you like about it? I thought it was like a little bit of a letdown. I mean, it was a giant commercial for milk. First off, um, and like I get it, milk's great. You know, make the body strong, bones, that kind of stuff. You need it for time travel, but uh, it was 
it was so the first episode I thought was great and weird, but it's still I was able to follow where the weirdness in this episode was more frustrating to me. Hmm. See, I don't even know if you're watching the same show that we're watching. Really? What, well, what did you think, Justin? I, I think it's great. Uh, it's so visually interesting. I feel like we we're it talking is very about confusing. comparing it to the first episode, though. You didn't think this? Did you think the second episode was better or worse than the first? Uh, episode? Yes, I thought it was better. I, obviously, I feel like maybe Pete, you're missing out on the table flipping and and uh, killing people and stuff. Any truth to that? Sure, sure. I mean, uh, yes, there there is truth to that. But I just felt like it was almost frustrating because I wanted them to be in the present and realize what was going on. Uh, and it was frustrating that I knew, uh, like, come on, man, you have powers. Okay, you should be used to this by now. Like, let's move past this. Like, the fact that he wasn't trusting himself was a little uh, upsetting. Well, but he's been told his whole life that he's crazy, and only is now Gene Smart telling him, "No, no, these are your powers. Yeah, You're not crazy. You're not schizophrenic." He he had powers, like he had. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I think he has problems deciphering what's real and what's not. Well, and if you keep talking about flashbacks, I actually don't think there are any flashbacks. The only difference, the different points of view we're seeing, are inside David's head and outside David's head. Well, this is something that we talked about a little bit with the last episode is, is anything real and does, do any of these people exist or are they all in David Holler's head? I think we had a little bit poked in that balloon there, this episode, because we saw scenes from other people's perspective where David wasn't there. And it seems like it might be a little tough to argue that all of it is in David's head. If he's not even involved in the scenes, if things are happening in other places, but I guess it's still possible, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I have a I have a visual clue that I think is maybe one of the main differences between inside his head and outside. What's that? Uh, for, for one, uh, just wardrobe wise, he wears that white shirt with the black stripes. Uh-huh. That to me is inside David Holler's head. Uh, that's his like in his hair is a little wild or like the scene with Aubrey Plaza's character when they're she's trying to sell the stove for the drugs. Yeah. yeah, like that feels very much inside his head. His hair's cooler. He's wearing like eye makeup. But really, the, the bigger thing is, that I, I took that. Uh, I I kind of agree with Pete. I took that as the past that that was before he was in Clockworks, the insane asylum. Mm-hmm. That he knew Aubrey Plaza's character. We should probably figure out these characters' names at some point. Uh, he knew Aubrey Plaza's character before that, and they were trying to get drugs, and they were selling stoves, literally, and yeah. all this other stuff, and then ended up in Clockworks together. But the, You're telling me frog, that you think that the they, frog, took a stove, they took a stove across town to trade it for drugs? Yeah, that's you how it that works. that literally happened? Yeah. Have, you, have you ever been to New York City? Yeah, have you seen it? I've seen people Maybe. carrying uh, giant fridges there is across a guy, town. There is a guy in Washington Square Park who has a cat on his head. 24 hours a day. Sure. I, saw a guy, I, I saw a guy last night wearing an orange jumpsuit, eating a giant bag full of carrots that he then handed off to another guy and then got a weird grocery bag. So you think he'd sweet? Wait, uh, I'm sorry. I don't understand why that one was weird. That was well, just, he was clearly carrying a giant bag of carrots and traded them for drugs. Oh, you can get carrots way easier. Well... I'm just saying, dude, stuff like that happens. Your problem with the stove carrying is not a legitimate problem. 
I'm just sure I've swapped uh, a Maytag refrigerator for uh, an ounce of weed in my day. But okay. the line stove for blue blue crazy drugs, no way. Dude, you got to feed that <laughs> frog. That frog gets hungry, and you got to feed it. Yeah, that's why the the drug lingo is feeding the frog. Yep. Uh, well, I just think I feel like there's more going on here, and for it to be flashback seems a little simple. It seems like it, we we know that Legion's powers are that he absorbs people into his brain. Yeah, but so there's it feels other like, powers that he has clearly as well. Of course, yes, definitely. But I'm saying that's like his main thing. So it seems to me that when they are investigating his memories, what they're actually doing is probing around inside his brain to that in that inner world to find out like what's going on. So this is, and yes, this is that, actually that includes thing, memories, but it's. It includes memories, I think, but it's also I think it's present right. and happening inside well, his brain. So two things about that. One, for those who didn't watch the episode, just to explain what we're talking about right now. So uh, Jean Smart and her team League of Mutants, which I want to get back to what's going on with her in a second. Um, but she tries to calm down David, let him know I am a telepath like you. All of these voices you're hearing, they're actually just the voices of all people. Uh, in the world, you've got to dial it down. And she teaches them a very Professor X technique of focusing up and getting those voices out of your head. She too uh, introduces him to another movement, a uh, mutant named Potonomy. And his power is to take people back in time to their memories, but literally into their memories, so they can watch things happen and interact with them. And there's a third element. Also, he can drink. The most amount of milk anyone has ever drank. It's an incredible amount yeah. of milk. It, yeah. It's really you are obsessed with milk, dude. Dude, it was just odd that they he was every time you saw him he was just drinking milk. That's all he was doing, dude. And then he was like, "Hey, you want some of this milk, man?" He he said it made him feel better from the time traveling memory. It's a stuff. lot of milk. I don't know. It's a lot of milk. You man. said it yourself. Does the body good? Um, so that's what's going on. They go back into his memories. They explore him. Uh, there's some weird stuff going on with his memories. The uh, man with the yellow eyes who has shown up a couple of times. Are you talking about the fat man? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's called the man with the yellow eyes in the show. Oh, well, you can but yes, he, you he's want. also fat. No, so I mean, fat. he's like a little blob looking thing. Like he's yeah, a scary you're, dude. You're right. Calling him the guy with the yellow eyes does not describe what he looks you know like. What? You're right. I'm sorry. I was being rude by you shouldn't uh, boil somebody down to just one thing. He's not just a man with yellow eyes. He's also very fat. No, he's like a monster looking <laughs> like little thing like from uh, my science project. There. I mean, he's Mojo, right? We could just like say that he's Mojo and just call him Mojo Definitely. for the moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, the re- he used to be a good guy, but he turned evil because of all the body shaming that people like <laughs> from Pete. Uh, well, this is actually calling him Mojo gets to something that I, I wanted to talk about uh, with the whole plot of this episode. And to your point, Justin is They've said that this isn't specifically the comic books. It's X-Men really in name only, and they want to earn the right to be called an X-Men show. But as comic book readers, we're a little bit ahead of the plot at this point, right? Because they, if you're just watching the show, you're told David Holler is just a telepath. And you think, oh, he's just a strong telepath. But we know from the comics exactly what you're saying, that there are all of these different personalities that Legion has, and they all have different powers, so what do you guys think? I mean, is that what we're actually seeing in the show and what's going to be revealed over time? Or is he just, in air quotes, a telepath? I think definitely they're going to lean into that. Uh, because I think the cool part about this show and the way they're doing it is we've already met all these personalities and they will eventually reveal themselves to be that. 
Uh, and they're being very coy with like hard information and facts for us. But what I love about it is they're substituting all this visual, uh, these exciting visuals and just amazing uh, lighting looks and everything. Uh, it's just such a smart way to tell a very dense story. Okay, so you're not at all frustrated with how it's jumping around and how this guy is not acknowledging what's happening around him. That doesn't bother you at all. I, I think his reality is fractured, so the show itself Justin, is fractured. if you in your life were walking around and this creepy fat man with yellow eyes kept peering to you and being in your life every once in a while, you wouldn't stop and think like, hey, maybe this is something I need to address or maybe this is something I need to bring up bring up to this team that's around me. He, you think I should get the, the fat guy to lose some weight? No, I don't care that he's fat. I'm just saying that you like... He's bringing it up a lot. It's He's obviously he's somebody and it's important because he keeps showing up and the fact that he's not telling anybody is driving me insane. This is just a... He doesn't know what's real. Yeah, just a theory to throw out there. She's been think, telling him the whole time that his stuff is real. It's do not. Do you think that he, the man with the yellow eyes, is Tanami, who drunk too much milk and got so fat? Oh, that's probably. He was the first milk tester. Right. Yeah, yeah there we go. We're going to Milk find that tester. Out. I think the man with the yellow, yellow eyes is the man with the yellow hat from Curious George. Oh, oh man. What a crossover. That's going to be great. Uh, I will say on the man with the yellow eyes slash mojo, who I'm thinking is less is mojo this episode, but it still feels like that probably who, who it is. Um, those scenes are terrifying. Like yes. the way that they yeah. shoot them with the music and everything. It's so fucking it creepy. Is one of the scariest things. But I've we seen should ignore television. it. We shouldn't fucking talk about it because he's in complete denial about well, this. I, I don't know if he's in denial so much as he doesn't, want whatever the man with the yellow eyes does. He doesn't want him to do something. He's been this boogeyman who literally is in a closet in this episode. And to Justin's point, uh, David's entire life, he's been told, you're crazy, you're crazy, these things don't exist, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. If somebody one day was like, you're not crazy, I think he'd have a hard time getting over it. And he clearly is. Like, oh. in the scenes, a lot of the scenes with Gene Smart, he's clearly lying to her and trying to no, that figure I out what yeah, like lie to yeah. the new girl who's solving all your problems. But you have to understand that, like, you, I don't know. I'm just having a hard time. I'm getting very frustrated at the main character. I'm also frustrated with the lack of honesty with his girlfriend, his, you know, air quotes girlfriend. You know, like. Thank you for using the quotes because I don't think she's real. What? what? Uh, she has is clearly trying to persuade him and keep him uh, acting don't a certain you way. talk trash about her she has done nothing she is help. up to something no. no she has she she refused to let him he was trying to leave the building to go find his sister who is a real i think one of the only real people in the show and she, sid convinces him not to go he's on the elevator on his way out the door I, and she just shows up and keeps him out there. Of you i wonder if there are two sids like yeah i i, I don't know this sort of breaks the theory a little bit but of him absorbing people after they die, but he didn't kiss her. So it's possible that some remnant from her psyche is left in him. So I wonder yeah. if, uh, I wonder if, I don't know, there's a Sid who is telling him to do stuff that lives in his head. And then there's another Sid actually wandering around there. I a hundred percent agree. Um, because 
in the, what we saw in this episode also is we saw the flashback to when he was taken and it's Sid sitting in the seat in between Gene Smart and all the rest. And I think that was because the Sid persona was in control there. Yeah. And the, the David, the David Holler persona has, has dominance, but Sid uh, exercised that dominance and got him connected with this, the, the syndicate. I don't like the way you're talking bad about her. Also like, doesn't it talk bad about her? She's just not real. All right. So everybody's like, oh, man, these guys are looking for us. And he has these visions about how close the bad guys are to wherever they are. And no one gives a shit. Nobody cares that they're being surrounded by not well, right now by bad. They're being surrounded. We don't he know had a goddamn far. vision of it. We don't know how far away they are. And also they know made it seem like they were right on top. What of are they them. called? Division 13. Is that the name of them? Uh, yeah. Or Division three, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. They know that they are. The eye. What the guy's name is the the guy's name is the I. I yes, uh, they know that they're getting close, but it could also be one of those tricks like the Silence of the Lambs trick, where they show up and knock on the door and bang down the door, but it's the wrong house. That's kind of the feeling I got from those scenes. Like they're closing in, but they may be closing in on the wrong place. Particularly, because yeah, they were closing. They were closing in on David's sister, exactly. who they took at the exactly. end of the episode. So he was feeling threatened by them closing in on his sister, not on, in on but him. But that I thought this was a great moment in the episode, and also a great moment for the girlfriend. You dick. Um, the fact that, <laughs> that she was like, "Why are you rushing into the fire without any training? You need to get your ass here and learn how to be a fucking superhero before you go and make things worse." Here's a theory on that. I think Sid wants to be the dominant presence. She thinks David's crazy. She's she oh, got her ridiculous. taste of she got her taste of freedom when uh, she was picked up by Gene Smart. She wants him to train so that she can figure out how to take control of of Legion. You're you're an awful person. You're like dead inside or something. The way you <laughs> keep thinking negative things about this beautiful woman who's done uh, nothing do but her? look do out for him. She's I know she's uh, better looking than the fat guy with the yellow, oh, but she could be the most evil do. character in there. I think you need to start stop judging a book by its cover <laughs> and start getting down to what people think and feel. All right. Well, what would you do in that situation if your sister is being uh, taken over by bad guys, being uh, you know thrown in an insane asylum? What do you do? Do you train or do you bum rush the show? Can I? Can I throw? Out I would try. I let me let me just say I would try to hook up with the man with the yellow eyes. <laughs> I was going to say I would tell the man with the yellow eyes that he looks fine just the way he is and shouldn't let yep. me judge him. Well, all right. I mean, maybe that's the real answer. Maybe if you just say compliment the 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 guy, <laughs> then uh, all all your problems will be solved. Yeah, the man with the yellow eyes is like floating in the corner. Like scary music is playing, and Dave is like, "You look very nice today." Yeah, and he's and like, "I've waited years melt. for somebody to say that to me." Yes, and then they kiss, and then they have a romantic, yeah, a romantic kiss. There's, they have like very aggressive, like fatty sex. Oh, it's awesome. oh, why did you have to say fatty? Come on. That's ridiculous. We just established that he's fine the way he yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, no, I'm not calling him fat. I'm saying his sex no. is fatty. What is he has that like a fatty mean? sex. It's like when you get a fatty steak uh, at our <laughs> steakhouse. I'm going to ask it's you a, a totally different thing. Uh, this is a theory that I saw bumping around a little bit. Do you guys think that Gene Smart is playing some version of Emma Frost? The white oh, oh, interesting. You're just my mind with that. I mean, I feel like that makes a lot of sense, right? The way that she's dressed, the way she has blonde hair, which I know is a little oh, thing. That, yeah. She's a telepath. 
Uh, in fact, I saw somebody suggesting even further that she isn't just Emma Frost. She's Emma Frost, and this group that David is in right now is the Hellions. So oh, for those who don't read the shit. comics, those are the bad guys. That The Hellfire Club, you can kind of tell from the name, has a young version, evil version of the new mutants who are the mutants who are training with the X-Men called the Hellions, and they're training to essentially take over the world. Wait, then if the, he's with the bad guys, then the people keeping him in the mental institution, they're not the good guys because they were just making him think he's crazy. Yeah, well... This is a very X-Men thing. We talked about this a little bit the last episode, and something that's been totally missing from the movies, and I'm so glad it's playing into the show, is all these murky alliances and weird groups that are trying to yeah. gain control or destroy mutants. I think that's great, and I would love to see more of that. I want to see more twisty, weird, almost oh, no. spy stuff. With can we just get one episode that I can follow and not think is completely insane? Just watch Arrow, Pete. Yeah. Arrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Arrow, superheroes for dumb guys. Hey, <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> I like Arrow, too. Uh, Don't make fun of me, either. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, you're dumb, too. Uh, no, what I was going to say is... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, that White Queen theory is interesting. Yeah, it's very I, interesting. It, it, Isn't there, when you talk about that former institution that was keeping him crazy, isn't part of the, the history of Professor X and Legion was that Professor X never helped him get sane because he was worried about him being too powerful? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I don't specifically remember. I mean, I, I never really read the first couple of Legion comics. I think I I started Legion comics with Mike Carey run, and I was really only aware of him through a couple of arcs on X-Men. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, definitely, like, he was abandoned, I do know that, by Professor For X. sure. Well, and that's why he killed Professor X and set off the Age of Apocalypse, right? No, no, again, he was trying to kill Magneto, and then he accidentally killed Professor Yeah, accident. I, well, he was, uh, I, I gotta look, I gotta do my research, because I do, do think there That's, was I don't think an, an issue. research for this show. No, yeah, well, clearly not. Uh, well, let me get back to my other visual theory on what is real and what is not. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the scenes with, um, where the light is blown out from the outside. Uh-huh. You can see it like there's a lot of shots with windows and there's like a sort of ghostly exterior light shining in. I think that's a, a, a visual theme that is showing that the scene is taking place inside David's head. Hmm. Interesting. It's um, something I'm going to keep you've looking You've got way for. too much free time on your hands, it sounds like. Well, so uh, let, let's talk about this then. This is uh, just paying attention. I don't, well, I don't watch Arrow, so I have a whole life in front of me. Yeah, I watch all these shows that we fucking don't talk about. Well, before we go, and we can talk about what <laughs> we think is coming up on the show, because certainly there's a lot of balls left in the air at the end yeah. of this episode. But it's all balls. It's all balls. It's all balls. Nothing but balls. They should use that. FX should really use that for Legion's tagline. Nothing but balls. Yeah. What do you think is real and what is not real? Uh, Justin, I think I know your answer, but we'll go to you first. Sure. Uh, what I think is real is his sister, the I, and the Institute. And that's that's it. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. Uh, the rest you, is in his head. I think uh, the only thing that's real is the frog, and all of this is taking place in the frog's head. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. I actually, I, I understand your theory, Justin, but... I think the only thing that's real are those scenes of Aubrey Plaza with the stove. Those struck me as like, really? Yeah, that's real. They're life. so it's such dream logic, though. The whole all of those. The drug is like a, a, a dyed bit of water. Like 
It's a crazy. Have you ever smoked dyed water, bro? That shit is crazy. Yeah, one time, How do you smoke water, dude? One time you put it in a frog. Me and Pete, we went down to Washington Square Park, mm-hmm. traded a bunch of carrots to this dude, yeah, with blue dye and yeah. a uh, kiss of my fingers right there. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, kiss of my fingers. But to really answer the question, I think that it's all real. It's just the timeline's fucked up. Interesting. So even though our pat- podcast takes place inside David Holler's head, the rest of the show is not. Yeah, we're the only ones there. Interesting. Uh, yeah, no, no, we we died, we died, and Legion sucked us into not and a, a horrible podcasting accident. Oh uh, yeah, it won't be happens. won't be the first, won't be the last. All yeah. right, guys, thank you so much for listening to Inside the Legion. We'll be back next week for more. Uh, stuff from inside legion <laughs> and also if you're ever in new york on a tuesday we do our free show uh you can check out all the info on that at comicbookclublive.com anything else we want to plug pete friend us on facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on the show follow us on twitter at comic book live yep and we'll see you next time from inside ahead Yeah. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.